Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cole, baby! We might not have got Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, and that is a terrible thing. <laughs> but what a treat. What an absolute delight we experienced on last night's episode of AEW Dynamite. Not just one of arguably the best in-ring wrestling shows ever on TV. And I said that about three weeks ago too, but one with an all-time awesome, heartwarming return moment with Adam Cole. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, D-A-D. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast. If you haven't already, please press that subscribe button. Press the thumbs up button. We've now passed 70,000 subscribers. We're on the road to 75. 75 slash 80. We haven't decided what my next target is yet, but uh, I think 75 is a nice achievable number. I would like to see, actually, when we do our Royal Rumble randomizer... We get to 75 in that stream. Oh, can you imagine? Could you imagine indeed? Every extra thousand subscribers, we have to do another Royal Rumble. <laughs> do another Rumble. And we'll be there for months. It's not the worst idea, although YouTube caps things off at 12-hour streams, so we would have to stop eventually. We'd start a new stream. We'd just start a brand yeah. new stream, exactly, yeah. Uh, so the Royal Rumble randomizer will be coming. D- uh, date TBC, we're just confirming things in the opposite, but we will be doing a 10-hour Royal Rumble randomizer stream here on the Wrestle Podcast channel to celebrate hitting 70 thousand subscribers thank you so much for all of you subscribed uh leave your comments down below with what you thought of this episode of dynamite and send them in so we read them out live to wrestletalk.com forward slash support that's every single one over five us dollars we have our opening match it's hangman page versus john moxley it's absolutely awesome in my opinion match of the night Ooh, well, three different matches i was gonna of the say night. yeah i mean it's it's for me it's between that and the danielson to cash the match funnily enough not the elite death triangle ladder match. Well, that's because it went 13 minutes. <laughs> uh, but Tony Schiavone comes down to the ring. He says, it brings me no pleasure to introduce my next guest. I'm like, all right. Actually started writing MJF JF. promo segment. Because they'd announced notes. at the start of the show, we'll hear from MJF. And then... Yeah. Adam you know Cole's, it's all about the boom! Adam Cole's booms hit. 
and the place went nuts. He came out. I was, I didn't, I think we've all been really worried and we've not really been talking about where is Adam Cole because it's that kind of mystery unease of, oh no, we yeah. might not come back. There has been sort of an uneasiness for a while now. I, I think Meltzer's talked about this a lot on Resting Observer Radio, which is like, you know, it's it's a worry that we haven't heard anything. Mm. It's not even like we've heard a few things. We've heard nothing. AEW are very quiet about this. And he had two pretty bad concussions very close to each other. It was, yeah, it was, it was a, kind of a scary time. But I want everyone to remember, this is wrestling. It was obviously all a work. <laughs> Because he's fine now. No, well, I'm being no. I'm being glib. Of course, he had an awful time. He came out to the ring. He cut a promo. He said he played into our fears perfectly. I thought he said, "I've got good news and I've got bad news." Soon as he said bad news, this crowd went, "Oh, this is it. This is a retirement promo. This is Edge. This is Daniel Bryan. Yeah, this is one of those." And then he he. It's a side of Adam Cole we've not seen. I guess because certainly not in AEW. Or not at NXT either. Like when he he's always been a tweener. Yeah. That that the yeah, last he, time I remember him as a proper babyface was when he was a bit naff in Ring of Honor. Yeah, when he had no character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, even in NXT when he like was less of a heel and he did go into that more babyface, he wasn't this Adam Cole, yeah. which is just like, hey, I'm here for you guys. You guys give me everything. Like, this is a give and take sport. And you gave me everything while I was giving you nothing. Because he's been gone, you know, for the better part of all of 2022. And that was, he's like, I got, I've got some good news. I've got some bad news. My concussions were, he never said concussions. Head injuries. Head injuries were bad. I had lots of dizzy spells. I couldn't be in a car for more than 15 minutes without nearly, or in some cases, actually vomiting. Can you imagine? There would be nights I would just wake up and I would just get out of bed and I would just start walking around because my heart is racing and my, my pulse is going and Brit's really worried about me because I don't know what's happening. But every single one of you, no matter what happened, always wished me well. It was incredibly touching. He was tearing he, up. He was tearing up, and he's such a uh, such a bad guy all the time. So to see that level of vulnerability was enormously affecting. I think the crowd were right there with us. Yep. And all set up by, I have got some bad news. Yeah, because it's this looming thing for that whole time with the good news, but the bad news. You're just setting us up. You're just saying thank you for all your support. And the bad news is you're going to walk off into the sunset. You can't do this anymore. Just awful because we've been here so many times with our favorite wrestlers. And then he says, now the bad news. And he looks down. And as soon as he looked down, I thought, the bad news is for everybody else. <laughs> and he said, it's for everybody else in that locker room. I, you know, I, I burst into tears. Yeah, so <laughs> here, dude. I got really emotional during this. Yeah. I, because. The, his delivery of I've got good news and I've got bad news set me up to be like, oh no. I, the whole time the I was... The whole time I was there like really like quite anxious about mm. it. And then he was going on this huge emotional journey. Him getting really teary because like you said, we haven't really seen this Adam Cole ever on a main, on a big platform mm. like this. And he was getting so emotional about it. It's kind of covering your face. Sorry, the, the trophy. Yeah, it's because it's, um, it's so big. Mm. <laughs> anyway, going back to the emotionally devastating, <laughs> the, the emotional devastating thing. So then, when he did like 
Now for the bad news. Mm. I still didn't pick up on it. Really? And he looked down and I was like, oh no, here it comes. And he went, is for everyone else. And I was like, <laughs> oh yes, it's brilliant. He worked me. Somebody call an ambulance for you. <laughs> it was one of those. A really, really good promo. And just like, what a wonderful moment. It's a it, we're two two weeks into this new year for AEW, and last week's show was banging. They've got Adam Cole back on the roster. It really feels like this is where we should have been at last year, about six seven months ago. Yeah, it's so delightful. And he said, "This is the new Adam Cole. I want everybody to remember this day because I'm back." And you know, without overtly saying it. I'm a full-on blue-eyed baby face, and I'm going to go for MJF's title. Yeah, we've, we've really smegged up those Kenny Omega plans that we had. <laughs> so I'm just going to turn baby face now, and I'm going to go after the belt. There's no Bobby Fish in the company. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Kyle. Yeah, where is the lie? I am a baby face now. Yeah, and he so... says that one day I will be top of this mountain. Uh, oh. You think it's a Jeff Jarrett tease? You think we get an Adam what? Cole versus if Jeff That Jarrett. was the only thing that would have made this segment better. Is at the end, he's like, I mean, the Southern man, win, win. <laughs> Call me a cynic. I, I did, a, I did keep the even after the I'm here. Thank you all for your support. I was just still waiting for the. Uh, now it's time for me to to get focus on me again. I hate all of you. Or for an angle to happen. <laughs> the ass boys to come out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but really good stuff. What do you think we'll see from a baby face Adam Cole? Well, like ba- would... A bay baby face. Bay bay face. Damn it, why didn't I make that joke in my news? Um, I suppose you want to look at who are the heels that he can go up against. MJF is an obvious one, but I don't think you want to put Cole straight into an MJF program. Mm. If anything, because like it's... I think we're going into a real like page vibes then when he was champion because he had yeah. Danielson first, then Cole. <laughs> so I almost think we feel like you want to delay that a little bit, put him into a feud that's got some emotion, some storyline heft behind it before you just throw him straight into a championship picture. Because like, let's be honest, he's probably not going to be winning the belt this year. Mm. So do you want to, like the first thing you do with him, just put him in a championship program that he's destinedly not going to win? Definitely not. He needs some, not that this he's not hot now because he's just come back, but he does need some um, win momentum, definitely. Yeah. Like a three-month storyline, get that under his belt. Then he can start challenging for the title again. Because he lost a hell of a lot when he was, before he got Absolutely, injured. Yeah, And I would also very much play up keeping him and Kenny apart. Mm. And actually, for some cases, Paige. Like, all three of them just never have them interact, just being in very different stories. So you can build to that moment when their paths do yes. eventually cross again. You can do some more of that elite Bullet Club style stuff. Here's just one counter to that. Because you've got an opportunity. Hangman Page's current storyline, as usual, is a feud with himself and his mm-hmm. own demons, and how uh, he got a concussion. Oh no, now he's given John Moxley a concussion. Oh no, now he's booked against one of his former best friends who's just come back from a head injury. I don't want to fight you. I've got, I can't, con- I, d- I can't cause another accident like that. Oh, that is so good. That could though, be good. That's fine. Like, they could be some quite it, it's, interesting babyface clashes. Yeah, it's certainly more emotionally charged than the you know when they feuded last year because mm-hmm. they did feud over the title last yeah. year as well. And as like Paige was, it's a name that instantly jumped to me, but I kind of dismissed it as quickly as it came into my mind because oh we we've just it's weird to say we've just done that because it's been a year, but 
it was the really the last thing that Cole yeah. did before he left. And I don't want to just bring him back and just immediately put him back into a same storyline. But you can do it with uh, different characters now. So mm. it does feel like it's a fresher feud than if they were he just come back and I'm like, yeah, I'm undisputed elite Adam Cole again, baby. Yeah. I th- it's AW's quite light on the heel side. Very much so. You've actually. got MJF and then you The firm. Got the firm. Christian's not around. Jeff Jarrett. Swerve. I'd love oh, a Swerve Strickland Swerve Adam Cole feud. I'd love that. And Samoa Joe, I'd say, is the other one. Yeah. But I don't care to see Joe Cole. Joe Cole. That feels very annexed to <laughs> In a way, so does Cole Swerve. Yeah, but not as much. Yeah. I never felt like Swerve fully got settled in NXT. That's true, yeah. Um, but overall, fantastic news. Really excited for him to be back. Just just what a wonderful... Of a week of some pretty depressing wrestling news, this was a wonderful light moment. It really was, yes. Uh, but he wasn't the only return slash debut i mean this was one that nobody expected this wasn't being reported anywhere that adam cole was coming Mm -hmm. back at all but there was a name that people thought was going to be on this show and they were not um don Callis. because was on the show oh he was on the show was he yeah who could it be i'm just trying to think of who AEW might have teased in the last, did, 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 did last couple of weeks. Well, you know, I'm just, maybe if they if they said something like "boss," if they looked right down the lens uh, and went "boss," I'm the boss around here. I, I guess I could say maybe, uh, or, or if like Soraya, for instance, said a month and a bit ago, "I'm go- I've got two tickets." implying that it's definitely someone from outside the company. Well, no, what she said was, because um, this storyline started with Britt Baker giving her two tickets to the event, and then she said on social media, I put those two tickets to good use. Mm. I'm presuming she gave them to Freddie Prince Jr. and Ken <laughs> Young. <laughs> it's Sasha Banks' Mercedes Monet, of course. Yeah, so Mercedes Monet did not debut on this show as... Which was exactly what was reported last week when Dave Meltzer said it is she is not in LA. She's not going to be the mystery tag partner. It's why they announced Tony Storm on this week because they were trying to shut down the speculation mm-hmm. that Banks was going to or Mercedes Monet was going to debut. They did it on the same day that she debuted in New Japan Pro Wrestling, specifically for that reason. They it had gotten out of control. It had gotten out of hand, and they needed to shut this down. And I think there's a lot of criticism that can be leveled against AEW in in this you start this with a mystery partner tease so that's always going to set people's minds ablaze because you have done this in the past you then dropped that storyline like it was a bad habit for weeks and weeks and weeks on end and then only brought it back up again just before you got to the event and as you mentioned there was a boss tease well like Britt baker said it's a troll i'm a bo- a i'm the boss wink she trolled the audience mm-hmm. Did you hear what happened live in the arena? I did. So live in the arena after the match had finished. We'll get into the match later on. Uh, it was, as advertised, Soraya and Tony Storm versus Hater and Britt Baker. Tony Storm didn't look happy about that, did she? she? Well, I think she was expecting what was going to happen. It wasn't as heavily booed as I thought it was going to be, no, in no, fairness. No. What happened afterwards was, though, because what happened after the match was, and this is just a this is a WWE production trick, which is that when a match finishes and you're showing things up on the screen, you dip down the in arena lights so that everyone just focuses up on the screen mm. instead. But they dip down the lights and everyone was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> this is when Mercedes Monet comes out. 
and they instead throw up a graphic for Rampage, and it was a promo with Eddie Kingston and Ortiz, and the crowd went, boo! Because they thought they were getting a lights out, lights yeah, up yeah. reveal. Yeah. So the crowd, yeah. They're, whether we worked ourselves up into a frenzy or not, which I think we all did, I, I never really bought the idea. A few weeks ago, I was like, ah, I don't see it happening. And then everyone else started to report. That. Well, there was a report last week. I keep so, I, we're very good on our three-word predictions. And I said she's going back to WWE. You did. And Naomi's going to AEW. Yeah. And um, there was a report last week. Obviously, there was Meltzer said she's not in LA. But there was another one that said it's 100% yeah. Yeah. going to be Mercedes Monet as the tag partner on the show. And, you know, we even said it on this show. I, I, I certainly said I, it still could be her. But... And this could just be Meltzer being worked to kind of like quell expectations. But this is what they are advertising. Mm -hmm. So is it on us for being excited about something that was never advertised? Or is it on the company for dropping in one line of dialogue in a promo? Like there are people who are comparing it to CM Punk and being like Darby Allen dropped best in the world. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Kenny Omega was wearing the Cookie Monster t-shirt and, and things like that. I think the two are very, very different, though, because that's not just lines of dialogue. CM Punk himself was also posting up things on Instagram. That mm -hmm. was a, a They booked out an entire arena in Chicago for this date, right? So, but then, I, I, yeah, I get that. But then you've also got New Japan, very close AEW partner. We see New Japan talent just appear randomly, do cameo appearances no, no, in I, AEW. I know, you, I know what you're saying. What I'm talking more is about what the company are overtly doing mm. to let you know that something is going to happen. They never advertised that CM Punk was going to be at the first dance, but they were heavily implying that it is. You know, they called it the worst kept secret in professional mm -hmm. wrestling. I don't know if this is the case, but I would probably put money on. They were the ones that leaked it to the, uh, yeah. the oh, journalist yeah, that CM Punk was coming back. Like that was part of the orchestrated plan mm -hmm. here. I don't think it's fair to compare the CM Punk return to the teases, and I'm doing Bucky O'Hare's teases, that AEW did for Mercedes Monet, which was one wink and the word boss in one promo. Yeah. But then you've also got the mystery opponent, the but that tickets. Was, but that's that, a storyline thing. Yeah, but then the you know storylines, if you can see, oh no, my audience is misinterpreting the storyline, you've got to do a much better job of shutting that down. Granted, they just, just stopped, stopped talking it. about yeah. it. But that's not what they should have done. They should have just said, here's the opponent, and then build up that feud. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think, you know, we, of course, have some responsibility for getting excited in that way. But I think AEW are equally, if not more, to blame culpably. I think it is a 50-50 split, really. 70-30. I don't think it's 70-30. Because uh, I, I don't think this was not, like, I don't think AEW, I think, if anything, last week we're going out of their way to say that it is not mm -hmm. Mercedes Monet. It's too by, late by, by literally. Point. Well, that's the problem, isn't mm -hmm. it? They left it too long. I don't think it was helped by Tony Khan doing the Grapsity interview where he wouldn't say mm -hmm, who it mm -hmm. was and almost was implying it was someone else. I wonder if it was going to be someone else and then it, the deal fell through. That's what I feel like it was. Like a, a month or two ago, they were in talks and then it just broke down. Yeah. Like it sounds like it's in her name. Mercedes Monet has had a lot of discussions asking for a lot of money. And weirdly, New Japan are the only ones to have met it. Uh, should we do a vote? This could be a good poll scenario. Who is uh, AW or the fans? Who yeah. is more to blame for this situation that's happened? That's an interesting one. Mod Mother, if you can hear us. Uh, who is to blame? AEW or the fans? But, but write the marks. 
<laughs> Don't write the fans. Write the fans, please, Mod Mother. Thank you. Uh, well, before we get into uh, your Ultra Chats, we have a sponsor for today's show. I see we haven't actually mentioned that mm. today's episode is sponsored. Should we, should we hear from that sponsor? Hey, I'm wrestling YouTube sensation Ollie Davis, and I've got a brand new series for you. It's tables, lists, and chairs. That's right. It's not just the name of a WWE pay-per-view. Now it's the name of WrestleTalk's new hit format. Me, Luke Owen, Laurie Blake. We'll all be counting down the ten biggest shock surprises that could happen at the WWE Royal Rumble and <laughs> the frivolity of it all. Please go over to WrestleTalk and subscribe because that episode will be premiering later today. Jam that jam. Oh, tables, lists and chairs. What a lucrative sponsor to mm. get here on the WrestleTalk podcast. Big star, that guy. I've, I've heard his name yeah, said before. Yeah, yeah. I think I follow him on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Do you mind if I just do something? You've got a little bit of lint on your cheek. Oh, so sorry. It's been, I spotted it earlier, but I didn't want to, you were doing such a good <laughs> job on the podcast. I didn't want to interrupt you. Uh, that is tables, lists and chairs. It's me. It's Luke. It's Laurie. And we talk about the 10 uh, most ridiculous things that wwe could do at the royal rumble yeah filmed filmed before the vince mcmahon return news when did we film this last monday last tuesday yes yeah yeah and uh, <laughs> what's happened in the last week or so spoilers mr mcmahon was an entry <laughs> <laughs> that was before he forced himself back into the company uh, so let's see how that goes down Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Please send in your uh, chats there. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars. Apologies if we've got a few unattributed chats here because there's some Streamlabs issues. Yeah, we had some Streamlabs issues out the other night as well. So it, it's a them problem rather than us problem, but we are working with them to try. We've raised tickets. Uh, Scott Young, 2907. The best way you can describe the Mercedes AEW is if your girlfriend asks you round for Netflix and chill and you get there and you watch a film and have a pizza. Also, I'm so happy Cole is back. Haven't been this happy at a return since Edge Royal Rumble 2022. I'd be quite happy if a girlfriend asked me around and we watched a movie and had some pizza. That sounds yeah, delightful. In, in, my sing- <laughs> in my single days, I want to add. Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. I've not Omega chatted for a while due to budget cuts had to that's a fake reason uh had to had to on adam cole five out of five show as he's back my favorite and hero what a man great show overall trios was awesome also love jungle hook p.s big bill has a little will i'm 38 years old Puckhead 1994, Tony Khan deserves all the criticism for his inaction on the mercedes rumors that being said this was a legendary dynamite Except that J.S. promo. Oh, yeah. Always great hanging out on Thursday with babyface TNA Mark, Luke Cohen, <laughs> and heel CM Punk Mark, Ollie Davis. It's the second time in two streams you've been called the heel. I think it's probably by the same guy. <laughs> uh, I, look, I am nothing if not consistent. <laughs> through, through the high times and the low times, I will always love CM Punk. Just like through the high times and the low times, I will always love 2005 to 2008 TNA. <laughs> Um, ironically, most of that was a low time. <laughs> that was all lows, really. <laughs> Michaela Trove. Thrilled to see Cole back. I think bringing him in as a face was 100% the right move. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see him have a little program with Kip Sabian to build him up to the world title program. Um, sorry, I laughed there. I think we need a... That's one match on Rampage. You know, that's not... But Kip Sabian's a great wrestler. Uh, also, more Sheeta stories, please. Love you guys. Well, I think she's in Quite a big one Mm. right now. She's terrible at throwing kendo sticks to people. (laughs) Matthew Robinson. Wow. I was at the forum last night and the best late present was having Adam Cole back. Wow, the place really popped when he showed up. Everyone was thinking Mercedes and no one thought someone might be returning. That's a nice Good little misdirect. Mm. Uh, Was at the forum and wow, the... It had... Had, uh, Matthew Robinson continues had every type of match and a surprise return it really was amazing also you guys should watch the Soho Willow Street fight on Rampage it was awesome I'd heard from people <laughs> live in the building that it was you know not as you know probably not match of the night if you combine all things together but really really good mm. well I thought I thought the tag the women's tag match was really good awesome um, so it's good to I feel like I'll get onto this later, but AEW has been in such a Jade Cargill and her baddies mode. And the baddies really are, no offense, Bad? developmental. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's very AEW dark, whereas Soho, 
Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Soraya, Tony Storm, Shida. Like those, that's the top of your women's division. I feel yeah. like they've been missing for ages. And uh, Willow Nightingale, I think, is crept up in there too. Uh, actor Lectree. Adam Cole's return was great. However, it was slightly ruined by the one asshat fan who kept yelling profanities and telling Adam to shut up and go away during the promo. I did not hear that. I didn't hear that either. That is so annoying mm -hmm. love you boys keep up the good work also not sure how i feel about aew doing concussion injury angles given their history of real head injuries love you guys keep up the great work yeah i can sort of see the argument there i know uh we'll, we'll get onto that more in the hangman match and why guapamont 19 month mumba mumba okay. my roommate was confused while i was yelling Bay Bay, lol. I was never on that hype train for Mercedes, so I wasn't harmed by it. This show, yowie wowie. Couple of other here's <clears throat> Duo XM. Didn't get to view the uh, these live much. Glad I got to today. I wasn't expecting Mercedes Monet, but I was expecting Luco and DAD to debut in a DAD versus DMD spot. She does know me apparently. And unknown user says Hater and Baker were even wearing white and red gear. An obvious wink towards Monet's gear at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> I think Baker just really loves trolling wrestling fans. I think if you're going to do an obvious wink at Mercedes' Wrestle Kingdom debut, it's the most confusing hair of all time. Oh, no. Someone explained what the hair was. It's the blue hair being burned away to her new color. So it's literally oh. the new version of taking over. Uh, it's not just that it looks like the Firefox logo. That's wonderful. It, no, I mean, but to look at visually, my eyes cannot <laughs> find a point of purchase. Neither can Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you for all of those chats. We'll get to the rest of them after our play-by-play -play review, which begins with John Moxley versus Hangman Page to open the show, a match that's been built up for two months, maybe longer. Oh, well, no, two months, because he was knocked out about two months ago, right? <laughs> right. This was excellent from the start. So good. And it was, a, it was a match built around working the head as a body part. It was built around lariats. Yeah. And both men hitting lariats real, real hard. Shivani even called it a lariat battle, but they were doing, uh, you know, paradigm shifts, open palm strikes to the head. This was... Headbutts. Like, like, yeah, head, the headbutts were amazing. Last week, John Moxie said, I'm going to give you another concussion, and this time I'm going to make sure you don't get up. And that this match delivered on that concept. It was so, so good. This, mm. uh, this match started off hot and like, never really let up. Even during the commercial break spot, it didn't feel like it was... John Moxley didn't lock in a little rest hold or what mm. have you. Because he was working as the heel in this match. You know, He was flipping off the crowd and everything when they were booing him for targeting Hangman's uh, head. But this was like Hangman at his baby face best, coming back not only from the injury that he got in the Moxley match, but coming back in this match as well, well after being beaten down mm. during the commercial break. And like when he got in Moxley's face, hitting the fall away slam, I popped so hard at the kick out at one. It was so, so great. And the crowd were electric for this. That was off the back of a paradigm shift kick out, very near fall. And then I can't remember what Moxley hit. It was the elbows and choke hold. Then he hit a pile driver. That and was it. That was when uh, he kicked out at one. Great stuff. It's. I've really missed Hangman wrestling. Watching him wrestle here, I'm like, oh, yes, this is good. But it's also an alignment with a really good character for Hangman because I did feel as 
good as that match was building to be with Hangman and Moxley, the whole Moxley title reign, that was when AEW was, I would say, significantly off kilter following Brawl Out. So the, the Hangman Page motivation wasn't there, which is a huge part of my enjoyment of his matches. But here it was all aligned. Uh, they keep on going. So um, and they made the dead eye. Yeah. So they, they kind of wrestle over this spot. And eventually um, Page hits the dead eye. Mox sort of like bounces up from it, comes off the ropes, stomps Page, mm. and they both crumple down. It was like a dead eye no sell into a stomp. It was so cool. But Moxie sold that like he was just using the ropes momentum. Yeah. Like he was he was knocked out. He was just all instinct. Uh, but a buckshot lariat, such a cool move, follow up, which was set up by a lariat in of itself. So Page hits this wicked lariat. Mox gets up all days from the lariat. Page immediately hits this wicked buckshot lariat on him. Gets the one, two, three. Pointed out on Twitter, Mox's second pinfall loss clean yeah, in AEW. Often. The other one's Punk. Wow. All out. Mm. All the other times he's lost clean, uh, lost in singles matches, there's been some form of interference or something. Mm -hmm. But he hits the lariats and he wins and he celebrates and he's outside the ring. And Doc Samson gets in the ring and the referee starts checking on Moxley. And the second that Paige sees that, he's like, oh, no. Yeah. I'm the bad guy again. And it's that self-destructive, self-critical hangman page that we all know and love. <laughs> oh, there he is. I don't want him to be happy. As soon as he won the title, I was like, well, that's going to emotionally complete him. He got everything I wanted. I'm, I'm, I'm bored of him now. No, I want you to be self-destructed all the time, hangman page. It's such a compelling character. Yeah, and this was a really compelling performance mm. of a man who... I mean, this is what he wanted to do last week. This is what he said in his promo. That's why I thought last week's promo was so good. He didn't want revenge. It was never on his mind to get revenge on John Moxley for knocking him out because he had knocked out as part of wrestling. But Moxley's reaction to it made him want to get revenge. That's not within Hangman's character. And Hangman came out for revenge today. And the price that he has got to pay for that is now Moxley might be hurt. But I, I would also argue Mox put him in that corner. Mox's final line last week was, I'm going to make sure you do not get up. I'm going to make sure, essentially saying, you will never see your child again. That's the beauty, the complexity of, yeah. of the story. And I thought it was so good. A great performance by Paige <clears throat> as well, because this is where Paige shines when he has you know moral conflictions. Mm. I said it in my review. I, Hangman, when he's looking at Moxley, he manages to communicate so many different emotions, chief of them being to me, Oh, that guy has a kid too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what that was the only thing I could think of. Based on that awesome line he had a couple of weeks ago. Oh my God, he's gonna wake if I. I just want him to remember his kid's name when he wakes up. Yeah. Really good stuff. I don't think this is the end of the feud. Nope. I hope John Moxley gets four weeks off. Yeah. And then comes back, sells the Revolution match. I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be great. It's a good. Um, it's a. It's essentially a three-part series. Yeah. Moxie won the first one via TKO. Yep. Hangman won this one, albeit clean, but I think it works. And then well, do the, the uh, you can make the, the, the argument the only one clean because he knocked him out. Mm -hmm. What what stipulation does that build to? Uh, a concussion on a pole match. It's a f um. Ah, what's the the one where you don't get up after ten? Oh, um, a Texas Death Match. Or last yeah, man well, that standing. Yeah, that make sense. Last man standing. Yeah. Uh, but excellent stuff for me. That was probably just 98 percent that whole segment it was damn near perfection yeah uh adam cole promo was next brilliant uh the acclaimed are getting some stars on the hollywood walk of fame yeah 
Good for them. That'll be fun. The Firm took on Hook and Jungle Boy, or Jungle Hook. Is that a... Is that a... It's probably... I don't know what they play on The the kids are probably saying it on Twitter or Mm -hmm. something. Um... I mean, if AEW did attract a kid audience, which I don't think they do, they're all our age. Uh, great reactions for Hook and Jungle Boy uh, yeah. coming out here. Less so for the firm, uh, but <laughs> Hook, Hook on you know, in particular, got a great reaction. Jungle Boy being a local boy got an, an amazing reaction to this as well. I liked when Hook tagged in immediately. All the other commentators stopped talking because Taz wouldn't shut yeah, up about yeah. suplexes <laughs> or like hip hip placement and something. He's so proud. Such a <laughs> proud dad. I, I, do, I do admire a match where you could probably switch out the opponents with with a wardrobe and it would just be, it would get the same pop. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, Hook, yeah. suplex in a wardrobe would get the same pop that he got uh, suplex in Big Bill. It was really well built up. Because when they did the showdown of Hook and Big Willie, it really was. Well, the crowd were like, oh, yeah, that's what we want to see. And then Hook suplex, and the crowd went insane. Mm. The crowd enjoyed that spot so much, they basically missed the finish, <laughs> which was Jungle Boy locking Moriarty in the snare trap for the win. Big Bill sold that well as well. Yeah. You know, he rolled straight out. He did. But he didn't sell it as in, I am hurt. He was like, what? <laughs> I've not been picked up like that before. And then oddly, Taz at the end of that just went, well, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Let's see where it goes. I presume. A Hook versus Jungle Boy feud. Yeah, I think it would go Jungle Boy for the... That's what we just done with War Joe. Yeah, but... If it ain't, ain't broke. broke. <laughs> if it... <laughs> it ain't, ain't broke. broke. <laughs> it ain't broke. Uh, then we had Paul Water... Hauser, is that his name? If you say so. He is. One of the best actors I can never remember the full name. <laughs> I love him and everything he's in. He did a great Clint Eastwood movie a few years back. Um, uh, really good actor. Those, really good those actor. will never get made ever again. Because <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers, their new structure oh, was yeah. just—they did a thing. It was like uh, apparently one of the stories that came out was like, "Why did we make this Clint Eastwood movie last year? It was never going to make any money because well, we've always made Clint Eastwood movies." It's Clint Eastwood, and we love cinema. <laughs> and they were, and he was like. Yeah, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> Make me a Harry Potter. We haven't had one of those in five years. Uh, Paul Water was pretty much just there because he just won a Golden Globe. Uh, I've not seen it. It's called Queen Pim. Have you seen I've it? not seen it. No. Um, but Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy were there because Paul Water, Hauser, uh, Housen. Dan Housen. And the best friends turned up and the actor said, oh, you guys are cool now. And Trent said, yes. But I don't think his body language agreed with him. No, they're doing an angle on Rampage, so I, I know where this oh, is. Oh, I don't know the Rampage spoilers. Yeah, well, I do. <gasps> well, I can, I can bloody work it out now. What? Well, it's probably a heel turn, right? I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying a single thing. I can read you. No, I mean, well, can you? <laughs> That's the question. Brian Danielson then was about to take on Takeshita, but MJF came out first and did a Don Rickles routine. It was amazing. <laughs> Him purposely getting Takeshita's name wrong was so good. Because, do you know why that also works? Because um, <clears throat> Disco was having a pop at Takeshita on really? Twitter in the week, being like, he can't speak English, so he'll <sighs> never get over in this and the other. And I just think MJF, being the, one of the smartest men in the room, was like, oh, I'm totally going to be riffing on that when I cut a promo on him on Dynamite. Well, on last week's episode, exactly. he referenced Disco Inferno. Exactly. It was so he's great. Like, it's just, he's just scrolling Disco's <laughs> timeline to see what stupid crap he's saying on Twitter. He's like, well, that'll be my promo for this week then. I'm really struggling to get booed these days. Who's the most <laughs> unlikable person on the planet? <laughs> I'll model everything on him. 
I'm particularly popped for it because, of course, some people tried to accuse me of being racist for, <laughs> <laughs> for doing a uh, contextually joke against WWE booking racist angles by doing a similar pronunciation. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Uh, and I, th- I thought this was great, though, because MJF, like, even said, you're a bad promo because you can't speak like, hey, round here, bud, we speak American. Mm-hmm. And Takeshi responded to him in Japanese. So Takeshi just grabs the microphone and just goes, kiss my ass. Yeah. Crowd goes nuts for it as well. And MJF selling him like, well, that's it. It's like, I'm in no, if you watch this angle unfold in old WWE, most recent one, I guess is Jinder Mahal and Shinsuke Nakamura. It's like, oh, I kind of feel like the company's making fun of yeah japanese people yeah whereas here i'm so clear no this is the bad guy that we all hate and the company agrees with me that this is a nasty thing to say and they get they let the baby face have a good bit of comeuppance mjf gets his receipt he got it here and then he got it later when brian danielson chased him off it's so so great but mjf cut a promo saying hey people think i'm scared of an iron man match I'm not scared to go an hour. If you don't believe me, ask your mother, ask your sister, ask your girlfriend. Ask your skank girlfriend, I believe was the right way. It's so good. Then starts taking a pop at the Hollywood stars at ringside. Ken Yong was there. He was like, you were in The Hangover? That came out 20 years ago. What's the last thing you were in? Community? How's the new season going? (laughs) Freddie Prince Jr. And he's like, he was in She's All That. I don't remember it. I was born in 1996. I'm not a dinosaur. Uh, it was upstaged by a CGI dog, Scooby Doo douchebag, I think. <laughs> but yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. was there going, ha, 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 he is right. But Ken Young was like, oh, you son of a bitch, I'm going to get you. I don't know which one I prefer. That's because Freddie Prince Jr. was thinking, like, I'm going to sign him to my wrestling promotion. <laughs> That's the kind of promo I need. Just cut to Freddie Prince's Jr. He's like in a monologue. I'm in the money. <laughs> Uh, but it was MJF is just about to say, "All see, all your heroes suck, um, including Brian Danielson. I'm better than you." And and then Brian Danielson's music hits. Danielson pegs it out of there, yeah. and MJF Legs runs it. away from it. Legs it, really mate. good. Then we had Danielson oh. versus Takeshita. In what I've written here, this is an excellent pro wrestling match. You know what? For the first half of the match i was like this is good this is good it's not quite what i thought it would be um just because you know that the hangman page match the john moxley match brilliant Mm. um what was the there was another match i can't remember but then there seemed to be a bit of a botch when danielson ran off the apron hit the hurricane rana and Takesh just sort of stumbled and he went straight into the barricade. Well, yeah. Well, there was also one, I thought it was the one in the ring you were talking about, where like, it was people assuming the pile driver spot was a botch, which I don't think it was, because mm. he then instantly transitioned it into this wheelbarrow German suplex. Oh, no, was, like, I think, spotless. yeah, that was that was great. Yeah. This was slightly before. This, yeah, because like Danielson like flew like mm. over and literally cracked his knee into the, uh, into yeah. the barricade itself. New barricades oh. on the outside, if you don't know. You know they just used to have like the steel barricades uh-huh. with like the sign on it. These were like bored barricades mm. now oh, okay oh, i didn't catch that more of that production uh and but off that Takesh to hit this brain buster outside immediately and from that point on and the match probably goes about seven minutes after that it was just incredible awesome crowd got so into it uh to catch that danielson's so good at making his opponents look great he did this two weeks ago with ethan page he'll he, kind of did it to Tony Neeson under a minute last <laughs> week. He'll do it next week with Bandido. Bandido next yeah. week. 
Uh, and it was, yeah, it was that reverse package pile driver thing. Maintained waste control into a German suplex. Still had waste control. Takeshita kicks out of the knee. The crowd get on their feet. Oh, this is fantastic. Of course, Danielson ultimately won with the step is into a submission. Yeah, absolutely. And MJF was watching backstage. For me, this was... I do... Actually, no, I think it is the Moxley page match that was my match of the night, but this is a really close yeah. second. In like on a, on a night of like all five matches absolutely delivering, mm-hmm. this was just like... On any other night would have been match of the night, but on this night, it's like, oh, yeah. you're a close second. What do you do with Takeshita's losing streak? It's well, a very good losing streak. It is. I mean, it is very good. But at like the moment, it's. I don't think it's being pushed as a losing streak. He just he loses to the top stars. What Meltzer wrote in the uh, Observer last week is that the plan is at the moment he is, you know, he loses to the top stars. But the plan eventually is for him to be one of those top stars. Like they have got, and I think that's why we've seen a lot of pictures this week. Callus is hanging yeah. out with Takestra a lot, and I think once Callus gets a hold of you and like you're given to him as a a callous project mm-hmm. yeah you're destined to be one of the best like the biggest stars in this company yeah. really excited when, well, he, get, yeah. when I mean, he gets that win i mean i think he'll have a match with mjf i think they'll do that as a dynamite match mm. in the lead up to revolution i think he's got a but you need to win mjf you can't go against mjf off the back of a losing streak no no it's like well that's just part of it like he, mm. of him losing to the big stars you can need to Kester mjf in the lead up to revolution or even after revolution and have him lose there because you mm. kind of set up something between them now in this segment yeah so you yeah. don't want to see a match out between the two of them yeah i guess i just don't know why max's character who's so averse to having any kind of match would have a match against someone who's you know hasn't qualified to yeah to take that's, that's true i mean you could there's other ways you can do it though there is there are ways to do it you can have some sort of danielson involvement in there maybe it's another part of the stipulation yeah, yeah. because danielson afterwards like pulled Takeshita up and raised his arms so they did the big sign of respect and stuff mm, really good uh juice robinson's backstage with renee he's gonna have a match with darby for the tnt title on rampage uh, Juice is a good promo. He is a good promo. It feels like he's lost something in the last couple of years. Hopefully, he gets it back. Uh, we had Tony Storm versus and Soraya uh, versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hader. Of course, none of those names are Sasha Banks nor Mercedes mm-hmm. Monet. Tony, yeah, Tony comes out, and this is meant to be off the back of last week. Soraya's like, "I think you're the best wrestler in the world," and she's like, "Oh my god, really?" and that was the last time we saw this story. And now she comes out and she looks so like grumpy. Yeah, I don't I, I think she came out expecting to get booed because she's not Mercedes uh. Monet. And she didn't really get booed. There were boos. I think there were probably more boos for Soraya coming out. Yeah, yeah. But also I think those boos just felt more amplified because Jamie Hater was so over. So over. It's, it's a joy to watch. Yeah. And when Tony Storm and Hater are in the ring together. Fan, like it's so good it's, yeah it's like the stardom stuff i used to we used to watch in clip form like exactly yeah. years ago and I, so I, I think that's what tony's right i don't know whether it was tony expecting this and not quite getting in and not knowing how to deal with this or is she selling the story that soraya picked her over Sheeda? i don't think it's that but i think you could you could certainly imprint that onto what happens i feel like it was uh a bad performance Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's also possible. And the, the, not in the ring, but just sort of presentation-wise, I thought she she conveyed the wrong emotions. And yeah. it felt like she 
she betrayed her real emotions, which mm. was not probably what you were supposed to do. This match, though, was really good. Uh, Britt and Jamie Ayler are awesome together. So good. Although I've written at this one here because it's going to the commercial break. I've written, their heels? Question mark? Yeah, right. <laughs> Work over Storm? Because they did not feel like the heels in this match. They were working heel, but this crowd were chanting for Hater. They were chanting for Baker. <laughs> booing Soraya. Mm. Booing Storm. This was... It's one of the things where you're like, as a company, you're like, we may have to go somewhere else here. Soraya should turn heel. Uh, she's not gotten off to a baby face start in the I felt so bad for her when she did a move and screamed, this is my house! And the crowd responded resoundingly with, boo, you're <laughs> no. not Jamie Hater. <laughs> uh, but Soraya did look good, I thought. She, had a, she yeah. didn't wrestle a great deal. She was definitely tagging out. You know, she never had that long, elongated, hot tag sequence. Yeah. But, this is um, way better than the Baker match at mm, the pay-per-view. When she did wrestle, I thought she had a, a good snap to it, a good viciousness. Uh, but the finish was Sheila comes out, don't know why. She slid a kendo stick, bang in the middle. Yeah, so to to your point, mm -hmm. obviously she was part of the, the segment last week. She has beef with Jamie Hayter. Uh, but they also said on commentary, the reason she's come out here is to neutralize Rebel. Yeah, big threat. Well, Rebels, that is fair. I mean, that is Rebel fair. is always interfering stuff. She interfered in this match. Mm. So it was the right thing for her to do. But she did the Paul Heyman spot at Crown mm. Jewel where he slid the belt in between Rock and uh, Brock and Roman. Only it it didn't quite come across that way. It's like she was, it was a bad throw, particularly then because Britt Baker used it. She went, oh, no, I didn't mean for you to get it. Yeah. I was like, well, I'd have just given it to Tony Storm then. <laughs> Baker used it, hit Tony Storm. Uh and then, the and then, uh, yeah, Jamie Hayter hit the Hater Aid for the win. Yeah. And then Sheeta was like, oh, no, all yeah. the time. So Not a great Sheeta performance, this. Not a great tone. Not a Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Hey, they, big thumbs up all around for them. Um, but Soraya isn't connecting with the fans. Tony Storm looked unhappy and Sheeta, I don't know. Well, but hopefully, whenever they... Pull the trigger on whatever they're doing. The, the, this the will good, fit into place. The good news now is that everybody has got Jamie Hater's entrance theme stuck in their heads. <laughs> and that's what matters here. Um, Kingston, Eddie Kingston had a promo backstage with Ortiz about the House of Black feud. He doesn't know if he's going to turn on him because of the House of Black recruitment. JAS came out for a totally uh, unnecessary promo. I, I, there's 30 minutes left of this show. Your main event is a ladder match. The end of a best of seven series that you've been building since November. It's a ladder match for the trios championships. Why wouldn't you give that as much time mm. as you possibly could to allow them to go out there and really pull something out of the bag? We did not need this segment here because by the time this was over and the commercial break was over and the engines were done, there was less than 15 minutes to do the ladder match. I said in my review, it felt like the first all-in. I've written the exact same thing! Yeah, yeah. Strong all-in vibes with this main event here, <laughs> which was a six-man tag. Six-man tag that had 30 minutes on the original card, but yep. because I think it was Scarla Carter went over, uh, they had to do everything in 15 minutes. I think they went eight minutes in the end, didn't yeah. they? If, and, and this was just... It felt... A, I know Jericho's character is narcissistic, e egotistical, but this felt like... Uh, this is only on here, so you can talk about how you're on the PWG show at the weekend. They all had, like, the, all of the JS matching jackets. They did a full-on uh, routine coming down. They ripped off their trousers to reveal 
slightly tighter trousers underneath. I think that was the gag. Yeah, it was. It didn't really land. None no. of this landed. Even Ricky Starks, when he came out, his material wasn't great either. No, I, I, th- I, I think the crowd were less into Andretti. Like, I think, you know, they did chant jazz hole at, at That was them. fun. Like, they got that and... Andretti eventually, like the crowd more got into him, particularly because he insinuated that Tay Conti jerked him off last week. Mm-hmm. And well, it gave him a low blow. Yeah. And then Starks cut a promo on Hater, which was weird because it felt like he was challenging to a match. Hater. Oh, well, I said Hater. You said Hater. Well, I mean, maybe he Hater on the mind. <laughs> it's always on there. Um, he challenged Hager to a match, but it was a match that had already been announced uh, by a segment earlier. This was big waste of time mm. that was really needed for the main events yeah uh and the main event was excellent but it's like i've seen six excellent matches and i was thinking about i think this is the the least best of the seven it would have been better had it not been 15 minutes yeah, yeah. if this had been if they'd have given this like the full half hour end of the show i think we could have seen something really good because they would have been able to tell more of a story in the match they could have played off some of the stuff that happened in previous matches as it happens because they had less than 15 minutes to actually do this full Mm. trios ladder match with the belts on the line best of seven series the final match of that they just had to go at 100 miles an hour and just do spots so it it was feel like that's all it was it was spot 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 one of them wins Mm -hmm. and it's good like really good like incredible incredible they were the, some of the best spots. The one-winged <laughs> angel off the bladder bridge was mad. Like the, going through the, the Terminator dive through the mm. table, and like Phoenix then going through the table. Phoenix going everything in this was perfect, but it should have been better given all of the build we've got to get to this point. Yeah, unfortunately, this is one of those things. Unlike the Mercedes Monet thing, where they really did build this up to. Uh, not unmanageable. I think they the, the, these Easily six guys could have done it. Done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was that. They needed more time. Needed but more bad, time. Bad uh, layout of the show, unfortunately. Cut the JS promo. Yeah. You cut that JS promo, all of a sudden you've got the perfect half an hour spot you need to have this match. Because after entrances, you've got, what, 24 minutes left? Yeah. Maybe like less than that. That's the, the right amount of time you needed for this. It felt like everyone was rushing. Yeah. Which is, a, you, I, I hate to criticize because... What a performance. What a series we've been uh, grateful for. But we didn't actually, the finish of the match, mm-hmm. uh, saw Omega hit the one-winged angel off a ladder bridge that had been set up. Pack goes up to hit the black arrow. Omega gets the knees up off of that. He climbs the ladder. He gets the belts and uh, wins. The elite are the uh, new trios champions. Omega also came out with the US title as well. Yeah. They did say he beat uh, Will Ospreay mm-hmm. uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, good. 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 Um, overall, I gave this show really high. I think it was 94%, which does make it the fifth best dynamite I, in my rating system when I've been keeping track. And I completely agree with you because this had no Jeff Jarrett on it. And <laughs> it. It was missing it, I know. So that would have tipped it into the easy 100% mark. I mean, yeah, it's a five out of five show. Yeah. Three out of five without Jeff. But, you know, we, we, can't, we get what we get. You got him on, right? You got him twice last week. <laughs> Uh, please 
Keep on sending in your Omega Chats to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them. But right now, let's say a big thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Indeed. It's Wednesday yesterday. You know what that means. A brand new podcast dropped into the Patreon page. It was the Behind the Scenes podcast with me, myself, Oliver Davis, and Pete Quinnell chatting about the behind the scenes machinations of WrestleTalk. And also, our review of Ring of Honor, Final mm. Battle from 2011 dropped into the rss feed on tuesday oh double upload double upload and next week it will be uh oh after dark next week which will be a lot of fun no lineup confirmed for that and then after it it will be myself and Arnie davis reviewing royal rumble 2005 big show big big show and if you are one of us in it Oh, and of course he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course he is. <laughs> Who could possibly eliminate him? <laughs> if you're one of our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers, you get your name read out on this show like these fine folk. The easiest name to pronounce, Josh Razowskis. The voice of the ring, Josh Roberts. Breaking news, Justin Edelheat. The heir to the throne, Kate Ayers. Up above and Keith below. Always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore. Le Meilleur au Monde links the sun. Pick him up, Loot Sponge. Lord Chris Santo. Too hot to handle, Lottie McClough. Manipulating Manny Amaria. And lastly for this Hall of Fame class, on January 12, 2023, how do you like them apples? Marcel Jura. Thank you very much for everyone's support there. Uh, we have the poll results. Who is to blame? For oh. Mercedes Monet's the Mercedes Monet Sasha Banks anticipation, the fans sixty three percent, AEW thirty six percent. You win again. The streak of you winning these polls. No, I did, I did say it was, a, it was more split because you said it was seventy. It's more seventy thirty than it is anything else. Yeah, but I I blamed it on AEW. Oh, I, see. I am more wrong than you're giving me credit for here. Oh, okay. Uh, Samad Ali. Hello, Samad. Uh, hey, gents. Been a while. Great show last night. Not sure which, which was my match of the night. Mox versus Page or Brian versus Takeshita. I shrieked at Takeshita's power driver on Brian. It looked brutal. Felt the main event lost match time because of the JS promo. Did you feel the same? 100%. Hannah Allen. Well, F me. Fudge, fudge, fudge. This is the wrestling we need. I love your guys. You guys. AW needs a strongly worded letter, though. Rest of the card really impressed. It was fantastic throughout. Well done, AEW. Brilliant. Lots of love. Jam that jam. LIW444 life. Uh, unknown user. So I'm sorry, the Streamlabs does not give us your name. After the anger and sadness I felt about the WWE news this week, this show was the exact palate cleanser I needed to remind me just why I love wrestling. AEW has always put on some amazing work. That they have. Joe Nero West. I've noticed that since Regal has been gone from AEW, Brian has started winning matches using the Regal stretch, but commentary never acknowledges it. Also, Ollie referred to it as a submission move in his review. Am I thinking of the wrong move? Now you're thinking of exactly the yeah, right move. I yes. didn't actually put it together as mm. the Regal stretch. I think it was pointed out a few weeks ago, not by me, maybe by Pete or Tempest. Um, Definitely Tempest. But yeah, definitely a loaded thing. Yeah. Uh, Charles Berg. Great matches yesterday. Love the finish of Mox versus Page. I enjoyed Adam Cole doing a call the ambulance, but not for me, Swerve. Danielson continues to be excellent. Ricky Starks is electric on the microphone and a killer main event. 
94.3 out of 100. Almost in line with your review. You Just slightly more than yours. When you've got 100 interval data points, you don't need point threes. When you've got five stars, you don't need the point threes. Yeah. But Dave does it. I'm just Marcus. This show was great. The ladder match delivered, if being a little short. Hangman and Mox had me on the edge of my seat. But best of all, Hangman, uh, Adam Cole returning, had me grinning from ear to ear. And for me, a little emotional. So happy he's back and healthy. Five out of five. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just Marcus continues. So I think Luke is right here. It's a 50-50 split as for who is responsible. AEW should have made it clearer. Not that the rumors spread if they knew they couldn't get her, but we should have tempered our expectations as wrestling fans. Also, AEW did go out of their way to tell you last week that it is Tony Storm. Gronlandwell Adrian. What a show. Mox got his vacation. <laughs> Hangman, he's win. We don't know that for sure. He could be on He'll Dynamite be next, next week. week. Danielson versus Takeshita was great. The tag team match was good. And the main event was spectacular. I literally forgot that Mercedes Monet was rumoured for her debut. Uh, Juan Villa, member for 16 months. The power of 420 gave me a vision into the future. And I saw Adam Cole versus MJF. You heard it here, folks. I don't know how you could come to that conclusion when Adam Cole in his promo said he's going to go for the world title. <laughs> uh, we've got two unknown users here. Uh, sorry, Streamlabs sorry. Uh, has not recorded your name. Hi, guys. Love the show and wanted the show support. Also, I was there at the live show. A man, what a show. 10 out of 10 for me. And hopefully I can make this a more consistent thing. My second live wrestling show. And damn, was it one to remember. Anyway, love the show. Uh, personally, I think the main event was a great no DQ match, but a crap ladder match. I agree. That's not enough ladder spots. Not a crap ladder match, but not fulfilling the stipulation. Except for the last 30 seconds, neither team acted like they wanted to pull down the belt. Too many two-on-one moments with a ladder in the ring with, without someone trying to win. See, that I would, I would disagree with that. I even wrote this in my notes, actually. It felt like the start of the match was everybody rushing up to try and get the belts, mm-hmm. but then realized that was not a tactic that was going to win them the match. So they went to trying to inflict as much damage on their opponents as possible before then going to try mm-hmm. and uh, win the match because y- y- there's five other guys in the match that you're up against, oh, you know, two or three of which you're up against. So I, I would disagree with that. Hot tag. I fully understand what you guys say. This is from Matt Robinson. I would fully understand what you guys say uh, when crowds get quiet and what happened at the end of Rampage during the women's match. The crowd was so quiet. Wasn't sure if they wanted to hear the weapon shot, but it was very quiet. I yelled and cheered because I liked it. I'm glad they announced Tony Storm as the pun since Mercedes didn't even uh, didn't happen. They help even though the vibe was all over. I even made a sign just in case. Proves you can talk about a special partner when there are big female uh, stars out there to be signed. Mm. You can't talk about a special Mm. partner, I suppose. Bacon Rasher. Hey again, lads. Ollie, budget cuts is a fake reason, my friend. You know what we're uh, going through in the UK with the cost of living. Oh, he said not a fake reason. Oh, not a fake reason. Uh, Also, I didn't mind Monet not being there. Cole was enough for me. And if you could have one of them, who would it be? Uh, just on your first point, I was I was making a joke. Yes. It was a WWE budget cuts was a fake reason. Yeah. I'm not belittling your struggles. Uh, uh, Monet Cole was enough. Um, if you could have one of them, oh, definitely Adam Cole. Adam Cole. 100%. Adam Cole being back and healthy. Uh, Small Afro uh, said, I believe AEW, I blame AEW for the Sasha thing. Teasing a mystery partner for weeks made people think it was going to be a surprise and the tease of a Sheeta turn. It seemed like Tony would be taken out. If it wasn't intentional, it's ignorance to not know what the reaction would be. Even you guys were interested to see if she would show up last night. Mm. I think even having the thought that it could be Sasha, even after they said it wasn't, shows the problem with the storyline, not to mention the hints in the promos. That's a good point. Like, Banks there or not, 
it's not been a good story. Well, that, yeah, I mean, I think that's why they dropped it. Yeah. For, and that's the thing is people say like, oh, they would tease this for weeks on end. They teased it for one week, then didn't mention it for a month and a half mm. because I think they realized what had happened. And then we're trying to, and then the only time they really mentioned it again was when they said it was Tony Storm because they were trying to downplay expectations that it was going to be Mercedes Monet. They clearly didn't do it enough. That's mm. the problem. Sir Gizzle said, why would Mercedes want to join the company with a lower mid-card women's division and when Tony Khan still hasn't apologized to Swole? She walked out on WWE for less. Um, yeah, I guess you could say that. that that's but I, a harsh. I, lower mid-card women's division is an incredibly harsh review of uh, AEW's women's division. And I, I would argue an incredibly incorrect one. But I suppose you could say they present it like a lower mid you can do but that is not, but not what they, the that's, that's the not what they argued in yeah, this yeah. chat here mm -hmm. uh unknown user apologies we don't have your name hey guys loving the live streams not joined as a member and patreon i really don't understand the hype about mercedes monet sasha banks she annoyed me too much with the constant walking away when she never got <laughs> her own way keep up the good work jam that jam yeah they they uh they took their month they took their ball and went home yeah Charles Berg, FYI. Oh, that one last. Yes, I will do. Uh, congratulations to Mr. T of Two, who's a brand new member. Bubba232 said, I just got an interview for post uni work and oh. was happy, uh, so happy I decided to share the love. Oh, thank you. And Matt Robinson here says, uh, I just wanted to say I love you guys. And wearing the Sport Wrestle Talk t shirt made me proud, like I was an ambassador for Wrestle Talk. Love the whole team. Wanted you guys to know how much you mean to me and a lot of wrestling fans around the world. Oh, likewise, right back at you. Absolutely. Which brings us to, lastly, Charles Berg. FYI, I put the correct address on my package. Parcel for <gasps> screwed up, not me. But for now, for one night only, I'd like to show you all of my package. You will most likely see my package going, ah, oh, that's cute. Uh, I'll write the dog names in the comments. I'm afraid I've got some good news and some bad news for you, oh, Charles no. Berg. The, the good news is it's so amazing when you try and send us gifts at the office. Like it, it means the world to us and it shows us that it's not just us talking to a camera in an empty room. Yeah. It's us talking to people and making connections with you around the world. People who love wrestling just like us. What a beautiful, magnificent sport it is. But the bad news is... Um, I can't. How how do I now how do, how do transition get, out of this? The bad news is, uh, Parcel Force didn't screw up, but yet because Parcel Force were trying to uh sabotage it, but it's it's with us. Get your package. It's with. It's hey, here. it's here, everyone. Have uh, you you able to open it? I think so. Well done. Uh oh. I'm gonna do that side. Yeah, you work on. on that side. I'll, I'll, I'll take off my belt. It's well taped. If, if it is what I think it is, as a, as a cat person, I think you're really going to enjoy this. Oh, it's a newspaper. Newspapers. Oh, American newspaper. Here it is. Two doggy. <laughs> 2023 it's a dog calendar got a note here as well uh it's it's from charles berg's card there happy holidays it says bones belly rubs and butt scratches it's for his dog walking business if you need a dog walker uh go and ask charles berg oh, there's, Look at there's, these boys. there are dogs here there's four dogs in may there's, what's your birthday month uh, december december who have I got for mine? Oh, I actually got a really cute one. That's for a mine. good one. That's Looks a cute like a one. teddy bear. I've got two happy boys. Those are two happy boys mm -hmm. in March. 
me mum's birthday. Oh, it's got one of those ones. Uh, Pete's birthday. Oh, that's, that's, I mean, he's got all the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Charles Berg. We'll put this up in our new office yes. when we uh, move across the road. Hopefully in a couple of weeks. Um, have any more come in? We'll have just a quick refresh of the page to see if we have got any more chats. In fact, we do. Manuel says the JS segment was booked to absorb the positive, uh, possible booze for not having Mercedes. I don't know. If I, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, and it worked. Excellent episode where only two belts were seen. Plus the FTW one. Less belts are better. So Ollie is right again. Also, glad Lethal and Dutt weren't in Dynamite. Uh, I missed lethal and dutt and jarrett on this episode finally finally everyone comes aboard everyone eventually <laughs> succumbs to the jarrett train uh, but that's all we've got time for please go uh, and subscribe here but also go and subscribe to wrestle talk if you haven't already because tlc will be uh, that's tables lists and chairs our new hit show will be premiering this evening or later in the day if you're in america or just in, in three hours is Just, the plan. So say, get your phones out now. Set a timer for three hours time mm -hmm. and you'll be there ready to yeah, go. Yeah. Or you could just enable notifications. And if you could just, you know, share it around a lot and, and force everyone to watch it. Yeah. Because I would like it to, to be successful. We had a lot of fun making this. Oh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, but yes, I've been Ali Davis. That's been Luke going DAD. Jam that jam. Jam that jam, everyone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.